What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Tony Trujillo, here with my homie, Austin Ralson. Austin, buddy, how are you? Good, busy, tired, but good. Yeah, sounds like you got a busy life and a busy schedule. I spent all day doing nothing, but it was pretty time consuming. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I just... went. My grandparents go. My brakes are screwed. We need to replace the brakes. Like, go just go buy the brake pads. I'll do it. Pull the front tires off. Brakes don't need to be replaced. You're the like, girl O'Reilly replace the lug nuts. They got on. Put the tires back on. Let the car down. Go to the back. Jack it up. Take the tires off. Back brakes don't need to be replaced either. Someone was smoking crack. Like you guys are hearing shit, man. <laughs> put, the tires, no... ba- put the tires back on, and then take the old um, brake pads back and return them. Then, yeah, it was it was a whole thing. <sighs> Sounds like you get stuck doing a lot of car work. And then one of my one of my tools went missing as we cleaned the garage. Now one of my tools is missing, so I'm sitting here trying to get a redneck on this whole situation. Like snap. Like, things flipped off and snapped my finger, hurt so bad. Fucking grandma comes out and sees you beating the shit out of grandpa, and he's beating the shit out of you. are like, where's my fucking tool, man? <laughs> have you, like, What's going on? Have you ever had a moment where you're like, I'm turning into my father? Oh, all the time, as, like, being a parent. I started saying shit my dad used to say to me, too. Like, mm-hmm. I catch myself all the time looking at my kid when they're crying. I'm like, hey, dry it up. You're fine. You're good. Dry it up. My dad used to say that shit to me, and I hated it. But now I say it, and I'm like, well, I kind of understand why he said it. But I never liked it when he said it to me. Yeah, working on the we're on the we're on the um, car and smash up. You're like, son of a bitch! Oh my god, I'm turning my dad. <laughs> I saw that your dad was friend zoned. My dad is friend zoned on a normal basis. <laughs> well, I was gonna comment and be like, hey. There's no such thing when you don't have friends. You tell them no. <laughs> but then I was like, nah, it's a little rapey. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Like, never mind. But I got it from a friend in high school. I used to always say, like, man, I'm sick of some freaking girl's friend zoning me. He's like, I don't, I'm never in the friend zone. I'm like, oh, yeah, why is that? And he's like, dude, I just don't have friends. <laughs> if my advances <laughs> aren't, if they aren't accepted, I just, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you never again. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucked. But hey, you know, smart move. But I would like you to know, say strange. the number one comment on 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 that is "Call me, I have no friends," and I kind of threw up the now. I have no friends, and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? What about this friendship?" <laughs> I came to what you like ten years ago. How is this woman? What are you on Facebook right now, looking at it? Yeah, that that's a that that's clear away. She looks like she'd bite your pecker off. Mm-hmm. If it if it looks could kill, it's probably not what you need. You know that old saying: if it looks could kill, like well, if it looks could kill, yeah, she's gonna kill you. <laughs> I think I wouldn't You're trust it now for a damn minute. But fuck, man. Um, what was I gonna tell you? Um, well, let me do my quick little wrestling rundown because. There are some people that actually like want to talk about it, and people have asked me like, "Hey, you should you should consider doing like a you know a wrestling podcast, or have you thought about it?" I'm like, "Yeah, that was something I always wanted to do, but the issue is the only people I can think of that would do it with me are 
you know, formerly pro wrestlers that wrestled for local federations. So right. it's it's not like they're WWE X stars or, you know, so it's, I don't know who'd really want to listen, but for those who do care and love when I talk about it, I appreciate you and thank you for reaching out and debating me with shit. I, I love talking all things wrestling. So if you like that shit, you know, talk to me about it. Otherwise, to the five of you that have, sick. Here it goes. Um. Uh, WWE Friday Night Smackdown was a joke. I got to watch the first 10 minutes of it, and that's all I wanted to see. That's how WWE has been for me. I've just been fast-forwarding through, like, 75% of it. I don't even watch it live anymore. Um, but Friday Night was the debut of AEW's Friday Night Rampage. It was awesome. It was only an hour. There was only three matches that were pretty much... They filled the card, obviously. They were really fucking good. Right. Um, I'm Try not to give any spoilers, but I, I just got to say it. The first match was a uh, fucking Kenny Omega, which right now he's the equivalent of Roman Reigns. But across the board, he's a whole lot better because he's like, he's every champion. So like AEW has joined forces with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, they've joined forces with NWA, with uh, Impact Wrestling. So now you'll see them show up on each other's show and he's every single heavyweight title. So it's like abundantly clear that he's supposed to be good. Well, anyway, he lost to Christian Cage. Uh, it was for the TNA Heavyweight Champion and the Impact Wrestling Champion, which they're the same fucking company. So he won. That was cool. But I give it like a – for a debuted episode, it was definitely a three-and-a-half star. It was pretty fucking good. The only good thing that came from SmackDown was John Cena breaking kayfabe and basically uh, going a little below the belt and making it too obvious that he's talking off script. For those of you that don't know – Roman Reigns used to be a part of the Shield, which was a big faction with him. Uh, Seth Rollins, who's still a WWE star, and then a guy named Dean Ambrose, who is now John Moxley at AEW, which is where he's better. Um, John Cena kind of talks a little shit, and he says, you know, Roman, you've never been embarrassed, and I'll tell you right now, you've been protected by this whole Shield gimmick, and that you nearly ruined Seth Rollins, you ran Dean Ambrose out of the WWE. Which it was below the belt, and everyone was like, ooh. And if you're someone like me that follows all the backstage shit, you're like, yeah, that was a... He definitely was breaking kayfabe. So it was kind of cool, but it's not enough for me to want to watch SummerSlam. I'm still probably not going to watch it. I'll watch Rampage. And then SummerSlam this year is on a Saturday, not a Sunday. That's a little weird, but it's because they're at the uh, the stadium in Vegas, the brand new one. I always forget the name. Allegiant? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the so it's going to be there. Yeah, the fucking single mother stadium uh <laughs> i'm gonna get in so much trouble but i guess the stadium wanted to do it on a saturday and they are requiring fans to wear masks which means we're going to be heading to no more crowds again soon <laughs> but that's my little spill on wrestling for anybody that wanted to hear about it nothing too new going on supposedly next friday people are thinking that cm punk is going to show up i have my doubts with it as time goes on. I really don't think he's going to go to AEW because he has such a bad experience with WWE. I just don't see him coming back to wrestling. But I got a feeling Daniel, uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan's son, as his name is, or no, it's Dan. Fuck. I think it's Danielson, Brian Danielson, or Daniel Bryanson, something like that. He had to change it up, obviously. So he is going for sure because they confirmed he's going to AEW. I think he's going to be the one that shows up. AEW is smart, though. They're milking it by making people think CM Punk's going to show up. And every Wednesday night I've been watching, including Friday night, the crowd is just chanting CM Punk. So they're probably not going to get it, but 
you know, for what, what it's worth, they're really milking it. Otherwise, besides wrestling, I did watch a movie that I would like to discuss. Have you seen the film Clerks? Yes. Okay, and not Clerks 2. I'm talking the first one, Black and White. Uh, um, yeah, a long time ago. Okay. Well, I bought it on Vudu. It was on sale for like five bucks. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's classic. I love it. I realized something while watching it. I realized that you can tell it's a product of the 90s because all the jokes in it are definitely like offensive now. There's a lot of like gay jokes and just funny shit. But it's all in good fun, obviously. People are just fucking sensitive. But it got me thinking, dude, they can't do that now. And they announced uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was official, they were going to start filming for Clerks 3. And they put a little cast picture up, and I was like, okay, I'm excited for it because I love Clerks 1 and 2, but I'm a little nervous because Kevin Smith did do Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which is the exact same thing as the first one, but it's it's meant to poke fun at reboots. I loved it because I love Kevin Smith. I love his movies, but I was very disappointed because I thought it was really, really bad. It just, I'm not watching any Kevin Smith movies until they give Kevin Smith a Batman movie. Mm. Protect. Protect. He had a show about comic books that was really good. I don't think they do it anymore, but... Yeah. Uh, Fat Man on Batman? He still does the Fat Man on Batman. Here's the thing. I would have loved his Batman over fucking Tim Burton's. We have us, Kevin Smith's Batman movie. Well, Kevin Smith is such a comic book nerd, dude. He could deliver justice. I trust him when he says I, the movie's going to suck. <laughs> I'd, take, I'd, take a, I'd take a Kevin Smith um, Superman movie, too. Oh, me too, dude. The guy is a fucking comic book nerd. Like, well, he's written he, a bunch of um, Batman um, oh, yeah. comic books now. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like, he's really into that world. And, you know, it shows. It's not just in his movies. It's in his shows. And a lot of what he does is comic book related. He talks on a podcast for that. He has his own separate one where he still talks about comic books. Like the guy is the perfect person to direct a film. And when he was talking about star Wars, um, fucking what's the, what's the, uh, the force awakens when he was talking about it, he got to see a little, not a pre-screening, but he got to get a little like inside view of it. He got to go on set. He got to read the script and he posted a picture with his reaction. He was like, all I can say is thank you. And he was crying. And I was like, okay, so it's going to be good. I trust him. And it was good. I really loved it. Granted, it was a reboot of A New Hope. It was basically the same thing. It was still good, though. I fucking loved it. I, I had hope for the franchise. And then, eh, you know, I wouldn't say it's bad. Brian it's Johnson definitely... My but he fucked it up. And what pisses me off more is that he's, like, not going to acknowledge that he fucked it up. He's just like... Man, fuck you guys. I liked it. And I'm like, nah, dude, nobody liked it. That's the thing. Most yeah, hardcore fans don't like it. Yeah, um, like, Last Jedi was was bad. See, they're bad, but they're nowhere near as bad as the prequels. I've grown no, to love the no, prequels more. The prequels are all, um, two... Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are better than all three of the sequels. Well, I'll give you this. I do like um, Revenge of the Sith. I think that's one of the best ones if we were to rank them. I absolutely love it. I do feel that the prequels aren't as 
good as they could be. But I like them because here's the thing. I saw them as a kid, so I loved them, and I didn't realize how bad they were. As I got older, obviously, I was like, these are cheesy. But then I started watching them in comparison to the new ones. The new ones are definitely better in terms of, like, filming, like, production value. But when it comes to story, I actually enjoy the prequels more because it's a consistent story. There's not a lot of changes to it. And who doesn't want to see the origin story of Darth Vader? Like, that's that's the coolest thing ever. That's what everyone wanted, and that's what they got. It's kind of hard to say that they're the shittiest ones. I don't think they rank as fair as the newer ones, but I like them more. I've just I've grown to like them. They're those movies that, um, like, Napoleon Dynamite's a good example. I fucking hated it when it came out. Everybody loved it. I thought it was the stupidest movie ever made. But as the years went on, dude, I watched it more and more, and now I absolutely love it. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever. It's a classic. It's just it's something that you got to let grow on you. I really don't think that you can judge a movie by the first time you've seen it. But sometimes it happens, you know, like the last fucking Airbender. Watched it once, hated it, will never watch it again. I have no desire to try watching it again. But then you got movies like Napoleon Dynamite, Juno. Those are movies that I hated at first, but then I fucking loved them. Uh, Due Date's another one. I thought it was so stupid, but it was just funnier and funnier every time I watched it. Um... Star, the uh, A New Hope, or um, Phantom Menace, is easily, uh, let's see, the worst Star Wars movie is The Rise Jack of Skywalker. <laughs> or no, no, the worst one is The Last Jedi, then The Rise of Skywalker, then The Phantom Menace, then The Force Awakens, then Attack of the Clones, then A New Hope, then Revenge of the Sith. Then Return of the Jedi, and the best Star Wars movie is Empire. Absolutely, Empire is number one. Empire Strikes Back is number one. For me, number two is A New Hope. Um, I really don't like Return of the Jedi that much, but it's it's not bad. It's still really enjoyable. I think the one I hate the most is Attack of the Clones, and I just, I can't get into Last Jedi. It's fucking awful. Rise of Skywalker was decent, but it doesn't do anything. You know, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't get any worse than the second one they did, but it doesn't get any better. Yeah, the, last, the Last Jedi is the worst Star Wars movie. Easily it is, yeah. Like, I had such high hopes because I loved Force Awakens, and then I saw the route they were going, and I was like, yeah, yeah I can tell I'm not going to like this. The Force Awakens is the best of the sequels. Absolutely. And I could hear an argument for The Force Awakens being better than Phantom Menace. You're too nice with Phantom Menace. Like, I love Phantom Menace, but it's got to be one of the worst ones. It is so bad. Well, here's the thing, dude. I got too much love and respect for my boy Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to hate on them. Like, they pretty much carried that movie. Yeah, but if... If I if I'd rank them, it's Last Jedi's the worst. Rise of Sky or best is um, Empire. Yeah, 100%. then Return of the Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith, then A New Hope, then Attack of the Clones, then Force Awakens, then Phantom Menace, then The Rise of Skywalker, and the worst one is the Last Jedi. Okay, let's see. Let me let me do it. Okay, so I'll rank them um, best to worst. So for me, first is Empire. Second is New Hope. Third is Revenge of the Sith. 
Fourth is Return of the Jedi. Fifth is Fork, Fourth Awakens. Fork. <laughs> Sixth is um, fucking Rise of Skywalker. Seventh is fucking Last Jedi. And then eighth for me would be fucking uh, Phantom Menace. Or not, not Phantom Menace, I'm sorry. Fuck, I already got them all confused. Never mind. But basically, I think the worst one is the second one, episode two. No, my favorite. stop. I hate episode two so much, man. I, I'd watch Last Jedi over it. Dude, Phantom Menace and The Last Jedi are easily worse. I think Rise of Skywalker, which completely destroys the entire the entirety yeah. of the seek of the entire um saga, the the like Skywalker saga, it just destroys it. Han you're Solo te- you're was telling me there is too. anything in Attack of Clones as disrespectful as what the last Jedi did to Luke Skywalker? True, that part does suck, but I just Attack of the Clones is so boring for me. No one has ever been disrespected as bad as Luke Skywalker was in The Last Jedi. Um, when it comes to the fucking... So I saw that coming. That's what irritated me the most. Is I was like, dude, they killed Han Solo. I got a feeling they're going to fucking kill this dude off. And then Leia okay. died. My thing is, I don't mind them killing them off. But the way it's got to make sense. Off, it's got to be like honorable and be cool. Freaking Luke Skywalker was too much of a, a puss to show up to the fight and died like right. heaped up in a ball on some random deserted island. Well, it's got to make so sense too. Off. It can't be random like it was. It's got to be for a good reason, and they didn't really provide good reasons. Well, okay, let me take that back. I think Han Solo dying was actually a good, a good choice. Not I don't mind. Support. I don't mind the Han Solo death. And it was why, perfect for explaining. Um, and, ben. and 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 that is why Force Awakens is the best of all of them because it yeah, has the I, best legacy murder. Yeah, no, well, and you feel it, too. Like, it's sad. You're like, oh, fuck. One of my favorite characters, my childhood hero, and pretty much the biggest part of that movie is gone now. And where the fuck is Skywalker? And he shows up at the end. That, to me, is disappointing. But it actually paid off. I think that the buildup of waiting for him to show up at the end is perfect, because then you're like, now I'm definitely going to see the next one. Only problem is they slap you in the face in the next one. (laughs) Yeah, just kidding. Got him. Yo, um, so my favorite film director of all time is John Carpenter and Quentin Tarantino. Have you ever seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, though? I've seen a few, yeah. What do you think of them? Do you like them? Yeah, I think Quentin Tarantino's got, like, claimed to be one of the best um, directors of all time. 100%, man. I was So the reason I asked is I was listening to Talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho's podcast, and he had a buddy on, and they were ranking the Tarantino movies, and I was like, bro, I'd love to do that, but they already did it, so it'd be kind of stupid, but <laughs> it got me It got me thinking, though. You know, I've never seen a movie he made that I didn't like, but if I were to say, like, which one would be his worst, or, like, in my opinion, my least favorite, people hate when I say this, but Pulp Fiction, it's a great film, but it's my least favorite Tarantino movie. What? I just... It's not... Pulp I don't Fiction's know, his best one. No, sir. Inglorious Bastards. That's his best one. Inglorious Bastards. That's the worst one. His worst movie is. Did you ever watch that like Death Proof movie? Oh fuck you! I love Death Proof with (laughs) Kurt Russell. Well, I'll give it this though. That was meant to be shitty. Like the way they did it with the whole grindhouse. No one took that seriously, and I didn't either. I was like Rosario Dawson in it. Yeah, like 
I remember going to see it in theaters. I had my dad take me, and it was like, welcome to the grindhouse. And, like, he gave you a trailer for each one. So they were really meant to be shitty, but, like, I enjoyed it. My issue with it is it's not very Tarantino-like, meaning he doesn't jump around from story to story to put them all together like he normally does. And it's not done in chapters or segments. It's all just one short movie. And I was like, that's disappointing. But I loved Kurt Russell. I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. I had no problem with the female actresses, especially the leads. They're really good. They're all psycho now, but I liked it. I mean, the only the only <laughs> um, movie that I've ever watched from him that I did not really like was Kill Bill Two, and I understand that's a good movie. I just for some reason when I first watched it, I like didn't didn't appreciate it, and now trying to watch it, it makes me want to like kill myself. So. so the reason I don't like Kill Bill Two, so here's the thing. The story behind it, for most people that don't know, well, most people probably know this if you follow Tarantino, but he filmed them both all together, but it was it was too long, so they had to cut them up. And, you know, it was disappointing, but he had to release one this year, and then he released the next one the next year because they weren't going to allow him to put it all together. Right. So the, so the problem is it's hard to, like, really judge it, but if we are going to judge it as separate films, yes, the first one is better because think of it like this. The first one has all the action and the brutality and the thrill. The second one is all dialogue and then a conclusion that just doesn't pay off as good as it should. That's, that's yeah, I'm the same way. So, like, I don't – Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill Volume 2, and The Hateful Eight are, like, my least favorite Tarantino movies. I still love them. Like, they're good. I own them. I'll still watch them, but they're, like, the ones I don't jump to. My favorite Tarantino film of all time is Reservoir Dogs. His very first film, well, his second, technically speaking, but his first like Tarantino established film is Reservoir Dogs. That's my all time favorite, in my opinion. Though his best is Inglorious Bastards, um, just because it's ah, the way it's shot, man. It's beautiful. It's fucking. It's like an art house picture, and it's great. It's amazing. The I understand the complaint where people are like, dude, I didn't like that. I had to read seventy five percent of it with the fucking language. I'm like, yeah, but it takes place in. It's, it's Nazi-era Germany, so it kind of makes sense. Otherwise, it doesn't feel authentic. And then people bitched about how he changed history. I'm like, but that's what Tarantino does. He does his own thing, and I loved that. I love that they kill Hitler, and I love they bring down the Third Reich. It's like a Jew fantasy, basically, and it's fucking awesome. And how could you not go wrong with Brad Pitt? Like, he was the perfect person for that role. In fact, the newest film he did, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... A lot of people are mixed about it. I loved it because I just love um, the golden age of cinema in the 60s. But a lot of people didn't like that it's a random movie that at the end they somehow run into the Manson family. I'm like, dude, I thought that was awesome. That's very Tarantino-ish. Brad Pitt's easily a lovable character in it. DiCaprio is amazing. I mean, DiCaprio and Django Unchained was fucking Oscar-worthy, and I don't know how he didn't get an Oscar for it. In fact, he won an Oscar for The Revenant, which is a good film, but not good enough for them to be like, okay, Oscar time. I'm like, nah, dude, there's plenty of movies. Fucking Blood Diamond, The Departed. Um, Once Upon a Time was nominated for 10 Academy Awards and got and won two. So. Oh, it's a great movie, man. Like, even The book is really good, too. So Tarantino actually wrote the book for it because he wants to get into novels. And so he wrote the you know, the the book that ties into the movie, but it has more too. There's more to it that right. is uh it makes it better in a sense. And you know, there's more description and Tarantino's movies are essentially novels. And they're out of control. People are gonna die violently. But I loved it. I've just I've always liked Tarantino. Like like there's I said, like, those 
Go ahead. I understand the argument for Quentin Tarantino being the greatest act, director of all time, but it's not. Well, it's not, it's not the, because so the thing is, he's not even the best director of his time, because the real greatest director of all time, Steven Spielberg, exists. See, I like Steven Spielberg, but the only reason I don't agree is because Tarantino created a genre. Tarantino made he paved the way for all these ripoff movies, like. He's the first director that made a movie where you get like the mafioso figures or the assassins or the serial killers that are having real conversations. And you never saw that in the movie before, like The Godfather and, um, you know, a bunch of those movies. Those they didn't exist. They didn't have conversations like you and I would while they're sitting in a car about to go kill someone like it was so bizarre. That's what makes it so good. But because he created his own genre. That's why I don't think that he would be considered the best director of all time because he's his own thing. Same with Tim Burton. I don't like Tim Burton, but when you watch a Tim Burton movie, you know it's a Tim Burton film. Same with Tarantino. See, I I think Steven Spielberg's better because Steven Spielberg literally has three of the greatest movies of all time. Well, yeah, he created our childhood. Yeah, like Indiana Jones and... He was a major contributor for Star Wars in Jurassic Dude, Park. Poltergeist. They would talk like Hook and Schindler's List <laughs> and Private Ryan. And Dude, I love Hook. Dude, freaking Robin Williams, man. Yeah, dude, Hook is awesome. I can't believe that movie didn't get the like the most appreciation that it deserved. It was really good. It's cheesy, though, I can see. But so is E.T., you know? Like, they're all cheesy. Oh, yeah, I, I, that's how good Steven Spielberg is. Is you just forget like decade defining movies like E.T. Like, oh yeah, I forgot he directed E.T. Or you're talking See, about Spielberg, such... you go, Oh yeah, I forgot he directed the greatest dinosaur movie of all time, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, dude, Jurassic Park is easily one of the greatest movies ever made. I whenever I recommend movies to people, I always mention Jurassic Park. I'm like, dude, at least watch the first one. You don't have to watch the sequels. I like them just because I'm a big Jurassic Park fan, but you don't have to watch them, you have to watch the first one. At the very least, man, it's it's groundbreaking. It's crazy. It may not look like it now because of how good everything is with CGI, but you got to remember back then they didn't have that. You know, it was all brand new. It looked so fucking realistic. It really was scary. I remember being terrified watching it, and it's just the best scene, man, when they're in the fucking truck and the T-Rex is out. Like, you see the water fucking shaking, and the kids are, like, being deathly quiet, and the fucking girl screams, and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, it's coming, like, that shit was terrifying. Same with the chase scene in the kitchen. That's one of the most memorable scenes. And man, that movie is just filled with so much for everybody. That's one thing I love about it. And people can shit on the sequels all they want. I like them for what they're worth. I mean, Spielberg did do the second one. It's still a good movie. It's not the best, obviously, but it's one of the better ones. Jurassic Park 3, I understand why people hate it. I personally love it because I love Sam Neill. Um, I love Jurassic World. I thought that that was the best sequel of them all. But Fallen Kingdom was stupid. I still enjoyed it. It was stupid, though. I was like, oh, great, we're back to Lost World, basically. And then they're making another one, and I'm like, oh, I'll probably see it. Like, for me... They're, they're never going to not keep making those movies because they make a billion dollars every oh, time. a ton of money. That's why people get all mad about Fast and Furious. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. That's Universal's baby. It makes so much money, they're going to keep making more. In fact, the rumors are coming true more and more. Universal is trying to create a Fast and Furious 
universe. Like they, they're going to get their own streaming app where they'll have different shows for different characters and animated shows and more movies. And it's, to me, it's a dumb idea, but they're going to try to milk it for what it's worth. And the last one didn't do good with critics. They never really do, but it made a shit ton of money. Right. They always do. I mean, John Cena was in it. You know, people were like flocking to the theater to see that shit. Uh, I so, waited until it was on Voodoo. Something we definitely have to talk about. Did you see that it's official that Matt Stone and Trey Parker had a literal press conference with the governor of the state of Colorado? They yeah. have bought Casa Bonita. They bought it. Yeah. They were like, oh, we're buying it. They're just waiting for all the bankruptcy shit to yeah. go through, but. They got the offer made to the owner. The owner accepted it, so they're buying it. And, dude, I couldn't be happier because I know with them it's in good hands because they grew up here. They love it. That restaurant was famous when we were kids, but it was made famous because of South Park. That's why everyone knows about it. That's why when people come out here, they go to it. You know, like I know it's in good hands with them. Hopefully they'll change the food up a bit. (laughs) Maybe not make it so we have to pay to get in by eating. That's torture. No, you you can keep you can keep you can keep the like buy an entree, get in. Well, yeah, but change the quality. But make of the, the food. food taste good. A B, it has to. It must. They have to. Under no circumstances should it not be all you can eat. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if I can't I have think... all you can eat enchiladas, I'm be pissed. Well, yeah, make it better because that food is comparable to the lunchroom food in high school. That's the thing, and it really fucks up my internal organs. Like, I shit out blood when I eat it. <laughs> like that episode where they're talking about people shitting blood after they eat Chipotle. <laughs> and they, Billy Mays, hi, Billy Mays here with Chipotle way. Dude, I love South Park. Matt Stone and Trey Parker are like geniuses. Um, you guys, remember the good old days when your morning started with a tall cup of coffee, six to seven garbage Trump tweets, and um, then you filled your tank up for nineteen dollars and fifty two cents. <laughs> oh my god, it's true though, dude. Gas right now for me in my car, where it should only take twenty five to fill up, takes almost fifty. It's like four dollars a gallon, dude. It's expensive as fuck. Even with our King Supers discount and shit for all the points we get, it's still not saving us anything. Like the best it does for us is thirty dollars, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. That's still like almost ten dollars more. That's yeah, bullshit. Um, it takes me $112 for some of the gas tank. Fuck, dude, you got a gas guzzler. Well, is that for the <laughs> van and the Ford? Just, or? The, just the van. Fuck, man. Well, that kind of makes sense, actually. It is a 22-gallon gas tank, though, so it lasts me a good while. I yeah, it's put, not like a truck where you go down the street, time to fill it again. Yeah, I, I throw gas in it and then don't need to get gas again until like a week and a half later. So as soon as I get my license, dude, I think I'm going to get a pickup truck, but I don't want anything new. Do you get what I'm saying? I want we're like an gonna older. Get, we're going to get you a 1996 Ford F-150. 100%. I'm fine with that. I was just going to say I want a 90s truck because my dad had one and it was beautiful, man. I wish he'd have kept it, but for whatever reason, um, that didn't happen, but it was amazing. And then I see the newer ones now and yeah, they're luxury cars and. You know, they're, um, they're nice, oh but I just no. I don't want a newer one. What? Bill Engel to retire from stand-up comedy. Now Ooh. his farewell tour. Here's your sign. It's finally time. Oh, damn. Bill Engel? Yeah. 
Damn, dude, I like Bill Ingram. That sucks. Well, Ron White was talking about it too, but he hasn't like said anything like officially. Well, I think Ron White's like eighty years old at this point. How old is Ron White? He's old as fuck. I'm pretty sure he's in his sixties. I love Ron Ron White. White, Is he's got to be older than sixties? That dude's freaking ancient. That dude's yeah. That dude's seventy four years old. Fuck, man. But you know who else I like too? I I loved um, Jeff Foxworthy. I liked Larry the Cable Guy a little bit. He's he got a little annoying for me pretty easily, but Bill Engvall's sixty four. Fuck, I can't believe they're that old. Dude, old I can't as... I can't listen to freaking um, Larry the Cable Guy guy because he is vulgar just for vulgarity's sake. Well, it's hard because of how he talks, dude. It's like a mush mouth. It's hard to get into, and it's just not as funny. I'm like, man. For me, Ron White is king of all of them, but fucking Bill Ingvall is so funny, man. Just being I, a I parent. I think Bill Ingvall's better than... Um, well, Jeff Foxworth is 62. I like Bill Ingvall better than all of them. I think he's the best. I think it goes him, then Jeff Foxworthy, then Ron White, then Larry King. Uh, I love Ron White, Bill Ingvall, Ron Jeff White. Foxworthy. Ron but, White. It's like, I came home, there's a little tent poop underneath it. Just like you was camping out at a Garth Brooks concert. Are you Ron Tater Salad White? <laughs> That's always going to be my favorite. You can't fix stupid. Man, I love Ron White. I mean, here's the thing. You can't really compare him to them because originally Blue Collar was just the three. Ron White has always been a part of him, but he hasn't, like, he was never really officially a part of the Blue Collar comedy tour. I mean, he was in the movies and he's been on the tours before, but he wasn't, like, an official member for him. But he's their friend, so he tagged along for all the big projects, and he did tour with them. So it's hard to compare him. He's kind of more of his own thing. That's why he didn't do a lot of stuff with them. But he definitely fits into it. It's just his style is very different. His style is vulgar. It is uh, outlandish and childish. But I love him. I don't know. He's just funny as hell. Like I think there's very few comedians I can't stand. Um, one of them I don't like. He does a lot of shit with fucking... God, what's his name? Skinny dude. Uh, fuck. I don't remember. That doesn't really narrow it down. He's just... His stand-up is so weird to me. Uh, there's a meme that floats around with him in it. So he's... It's a picture of a grave, and then he's right next to it going like this, smiling, and he's got the fucking peace sign up. But I can't remember his name. To me, he's hard to listen Wait, to. A comedian that's doing that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Andrew Garfield who's just sitting here like next to the grave. He's like, yeah, I no, think there's, it's Andrew Garfield. Well, there's a comedian that did it too, and uh. it's like it's kind of funny, but it's also he's I don't know I'll have to look him up. He's I guess he's been ranked as one of the top comedians, but I just never could get into him. Um, my favorite not, comedian right now is John Mulaney. Oh my god, hold on, let me look this up because I wonder if that's exactly what I'm talking about. Dude, John Mulaney is my favorite. The Salt and Pepper Diner story is the greatest stand-up joke of all time. How do you spell his last name? Um, let's see. Um, John Mulaney. It's M-U-L-A-N-E-Y. Let me see if this is exactly what I'm thinking of. Yep, that's him. Can't stand him. <laughs> What? <laughs> John Mulaney is the funniest dude. I can't. I can't. Alive get right now. He talks and... about how he was 
how how he was going. He's he just got off of doing a special. He's in New York. He's gonna go down to get in the subway, and he's walking down the road. And he's like, I see a woman of like about 15 feet ahead of me, and we're just walking down the street. Oh, and all of a sudden, she starts take. She start. She looks back. She starts walking a little faster. I think, oh, she can feel the train coming. The train must be coming. So I speed up and walk a little faster. Then she starts to jog. I'm like, oh no, the train's coming. So I start jogging too. Then she starts sprinting. I'm like, oh god, she can hear the train. Let's go. And so I'm sprinting after this woman in the dark at 4 a.m. in New York. Because that's when I realized she's not running for the train. She's running. She's running from me. And so my brain, I catch up with her. And my brain just goes, I'm not going to rape you. (laughs) So for me right now, the greatest, it's a tie between Dave Chappelle and Anthony Jeselnik. But I also love Joe Rogan, and I absolutely love uh, the dude that got accused of fucking rape. What's his name? Chris D'Elia, whatever. He's funny as fuck. I love Bill Burr. In my opinion, though, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but in my opinion, the greatest stand-up comedian of all time is Sam Kennison. Uh, He's easily the best. He was... I miss John Panette so much. You know who I really loved that... He's not doing much now. He just started, but Louis C.K., man. I fucking loved Louis C.K. I thought he was one of the greatest, and his uh, appetite for jerking off in front of women kind of put him down <laughs> a little bit. But And then I love Tom Segura, too. He's funny as shit, but he gets a little too much after a while. Or I, like Ra- a- I like Ralphie May. Um, Ralphie May was funny. Anything Cat Williams does is freaking hilarious. Oh, I love Cowboy. Eddie Murphy, man. I don't know if you ever saw his stand-up. But, God, he was funny. But my favorite comedian of all time is John Panette. The my favorite? People, people can sit in line at McDonald's. It's McDonald's. It's been the same menu since you were six. Ask me anything. Left, right, top of center. Get out of line. <laughs> so, for me, Sam Kennison's the greatest comedian of all time, but my personal favorite, I'm going to get so much fucking heat for this, but you got to understand, I grew up off of this, like my childhood was based off of this guy, and I still love him regardless of what people say. Uh, Dane Cook, he was easily... Dude, Dane Cook, Dane Cook in the early 2000s, mid, mid, he... early two, mid late 2000s, pure freaking gold. When he talked Dude, about, he, he was the to, best. He wants to he talked about naming. He wants to name his kids after the um freaking Optimus Prime Optimus and shit. Prime. Yeah, dude. He's like, like, I'm the Cobra Commander here. You will listen to me, <laughs> dude. I fucking loved it. Like my favorite Dane Cook bit of all time is about how he went on a B and E kicking people's doors in, and <laughs> he's like, "You could that family's gonna come home, but just they see that their front doors been kicked, and you got husband, wife, young adopted son, David." <laughs> Dude, he was the best, but people like hated be him because they were down like, the road be like, "What did they freaking steal?" <laughs> what the? F- I want to know. <laughs> or so they my replaced favorite, the good my, batteries with shitty half-ass batteries. <laughs> my favorite Dane Cook is the Kool Aid Man. Because oh my god, the absolutely! The Kool Aid Man. He like clums through a door, and kids are like drinking <laughs> stuff out of his head after debris and shit's falling in there. He's like, he's going to walk into the, oh, yeah, like, no, no, my dad's going to come back and beat me with a belt. You better turn around and fix that. He's not going to believe a talking boy fruit punch came in here. (laughs) Dude, like, he was one of the greatest. Like, I never understood why people hated him so much. 
But a lot of people complained. They were like, oh, he's so obnoxious and so annoying. I'm like, but that's what made it good. Yeah, that's what made it good is how obnoxious he was. I mean, I'll admit he's not as good now, but he's old. Like, he just kind of stopped doing it so much. But that's what that was one of the first comedians I really enjoyed. Like, I loved Eddie Murphy as a kid. I loved fucking, um, how was his name? Richard Pryor was awesome. But Dane Cook was more my time. So, like, it just... You know, it spoke to me. It, it fit with me, especially growing so, up as a kid. Yeah, so many memories of sitting on the front porch with my little iPad or iPod shuffle, just oh, shuffling yeah, just through shuffling all through of Dan Cook's entire entire thing. Oh yeah. Oh dude, I and had all of them. Um, I think his best album or his best stand-up special was uh, probably Retaliation, and uh, Vicious Circle was definitely one of them. But man. I remember that dude. I used to have my little iRiver, my ghetto shuffle, and I would just listen to every album I could download yeah. off fucking. What's that shit? LimeWire? Yeah. Um, also, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. I like Jim Gaffigan. And Jim Gaffigan is the kind of guy I can listen to around my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's more suitable for everybody. Because there's some comedians that like I wouldn't listen to with my mom because I'm like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> like, you know, like. Oh. Uh, also, along the same lines of Dane Cook, throwback to childhood, Jeff Dunham. Oh, I love Jeff Dunham. Like, he's gotten a little weird now with everything he's gone through with his divorce and shit. But, man, his early days, he was so fucking funny. Walter, Peanut, yeah, he's all, he's all like, hey, Jose on the stick. He's like, hey, Walter, what'd you get for, um, what'd you get your wife for your anniversary? He said, a ticket to China. Because what are you going to get her next year? A ticket back. Ticket back. I can't I think. Um, I, I, has he not retired? Seeing no, he's still Jose going. Jalapeno on a stick. No, he's he's, he's got more characters now. Yeah, they're kind of hard to get into. Greatest comedians. He had a show for a while, but I don't think it lasted very long because I remember hearing about it for like two seasons and then they just stopped talking about it. There was like no buzz around it. So might have gotten canceled. A list, I don't know. This is a list of the 25 greatest comedians of all time. Let's see. 25. They have Robin Williams. Robin Williams is funny as shit. Did you ever hear his stand-up? Oh my yeah. god, man. He did, yeah, he did a bit about raccoons. He was like, it's really fucked up if you're recycling. This is the worst fucking thing to feed them. So they're going out like, I can't eat this bullshit. You know who else I like, um, even though everyone calls him a joke stealer? Carlos Mencia, dude. I loved Mind of Mencia. His show was so funny. This article says the greatest stand-up comedian of all time is George Carlin. George Carlin was really good. I love George Carlin. This thing has he number one, spell. George Carlin. Number two, Sasha Baron Cohen. I will never forget the day that Sasha Baron Cohen tricked a... a, a um, Arizona State um, representative to say in the N-word. Have you seen that? Yeah, he's all, what do you, okay, so this is what you say when they come up to you, right? He has, nigger, nigger. <laughs> he's like, it, dude. Dude, it was funny. I was like, oh, that's fucked. I love oh, his movies, oh. but he's annoying now. Oh, Rowan Atkinson. Fucking Eddie Murphy better be on there, man. He's king. Um, I think they had Eddie Murphy... Ew, Chris Rock is before Eddie Murphy. I think Eddie Murphy's better than Chris Rock. 
hundred percent. Like I love Chris Rock. Don't get me wrong; he's funny as hell. But uh, Jim Carrey was a great, funny actor, but not an amazing stand-up comedian. I didn't like his stand-up shit at all. Yeah, Eddie I Murphy. Loved his... They have Eddie Murphy at nineteen. See, one of my favorite comedic actors was Jim Carrey, but for me, the number one was a uh, Chevy Chase. I, I fucking loved him, man. But like, I love the Vacation movies, but all his other shit was hands down amazing. Who's the Bill best? Murray. Who's the best theme stand-up com- comedian? Who's the best what? Female stand-up comedian. So for me, there's very few. I hate to sound like a sexist, but I don't find a lot of female comics funny. Some of them I do, though. There's, like, Ali Wong. I think she's hilarious. Is that the girl who talks... Is that the girl who's, who talks about when she goes to get her nails done? No, that's Angelica. Um, God, I can't remember her name. Yeah, whoever that is, she is so funny. Oh, yeah. It's only three nine nine. One more dollar. <laughs> See, this is why you don't have, boy- have boyfriends. Ali Wong is the one that's like, I don't get along with feminists because they're always like, stand up. You don't want to be at home. And she's like, dude, I'm trying to sit down. Like, <laughs> I will stay home if he wants to work. I'm getting a free ride. <laughs> there, there are some good, like, Saturday Night Live. There's just not a lot of female comics, though. That's the thing. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, individual women, if they don't do super great... It, it, they almost fell immediately. Yeah. Um, but when they're in an ensemble, they're some of the funniest freaking people. Um, like oh, yeah. McKinnon on Saturday Night Live is like one of the only people on Saturday Night Live now that can consistently make me laugh. I always liked uh, Lisa Lampanelli. I think I said her name right. She was pretty funny. She was really raunchy, and a lot of people hated that about her but that's what i loved about her she was just so fucking funny um god who's that other one that i'm really digging right now she actually did a movie called good on paper let me fucking find her i always forget her name but she's been on joe rogan and so that's what kind of turned me on to listening to her shit and it's just absolutely funny good on paper was her debut movie and it's supposedly about her life um i always forget that john belushi was is it Isola Schlissel? I can't say her fucking name. Just look up Good on Paper. She's the lead actress. <laughs> She's a blonde chick. Good on Paper. She's funny as hell. My internet load. Holy hell. It's either like Isola or Liza. Who is Oh, Eliza Schlesinger? Yeah, she's funny. So is, um... Let's see, what else is she in? Oh, that's her first movie. But her stand-up There's another one that Rogan's had on his podcast that I listen to. Um, she's very famous for showing her fucking bra all over Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying to remember her name. I bet I can go look it up right now, actually. But Rogan has a lot of these female comics on that I listen to and I end up liking. Let me see. And he's always taking pictures with them, so I'll be able to find them. 
You know who dude, I, I really always for? forget that Billy Crystal was the Saturday Night Live, dude. You know who? Oh, dude, I love Billy Crystal. He's funny as hell. I am. Um, I love Monsters Inc. Obviously, oh yeah, Maya, Maya Rudolph is funny. Oh, dude. You know who I have, like a really weird attraction to, and I just don't know why. Um, she was on Joe Rogan recently. She's a North Korean girl that like survived North Korea as a teenager. Her name's like. Uh, fuck is it Hinomi or Yanami Park or something like that? I can't say her fucking name right. It's spelled Y. I think that's, I don't know, it's Y E O N M I and then Park. Naomi, that is not Naomi Parker. Okay, spell it again Y E O N M. Yeah, Park. I have, like, a really weird attraction to her. I just don't know what it is. I think she's, like, beautiful, but she's, like, really skinny is the issue. I ain't never seen someone with a pointier chin and longer forehead. (laughs) Fucking guy. This this chick... This chick looks like, you know those buoys they have floating in the Gulf of Mexico where you're like, hey, God, that's fucked don't up. swim out past here. <laughs> I'm trying to find that other comedian I was telling you about. Hold on, I'm looking at Joe there's, Rogan's shit. There's one comedian, I can't remember what his name was, but he's from Korea. his mom's from Korea. But he's born in Kentucky. He said, so my mom is my mom is from Korea, and I was born in Kentucky, so that makes me South Korean. <laughs> Jesus, South Korean. <laughs> that is pretty like, funny. He's like a so full. He's got he's like a really deep voice, and um has a like a real drawn out southern accent. He goes, Y'all, this is the funnest thing to do. I do this all the time. I get on the bus, and somebody say, hey, "Thank you for." He says, "Thank you for coming to my and high pitches. Thank you. You sit. You sit. Thank you. You sit next to me. Thank you." And then halfway through, I go. Hey, can you pass me that ladder? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love to see people freak out. <laughs> Fuck, I can't find her, and I'm not about to scroll through Joe Rogan shit. But, anyways, <laughs> I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't agree with like half of most of what he says, but he's interesting, and I love the the female comics he has on, and then all the other people he has on is always great. Like he's had Ben Shapiro on numerous times. Yeah, I only watch Joe Rogan when they have somebody on I actually care about. Well, they had Undertaker on there. That was really good. Yeah, I, I watched that. Um, I treat Joe Rogan like I treat the Dave Rubin show. Or I just <laughs> watch him if someone calls on. Otherwise, I guess it is. No, I get what you're saying. Hold on. My... Damn it. The only like, real podcast I like listen to religiously anymore is Dan Shapiro's podcast. I used to, you know who two dudes I think you will really like are funny as hell? Who? The Gus and Eddie podcast. It's Gus Johnson and Eddie Burback. Hmm. I freaking love Gus Johnson. He's so freaking hilarious. And they have a podcast and they started, they're like, you know what, let's just start a podcast. They would just sit down and talk smack and open mail. <laughs> and then like, Joe, blew up. And for me, so Joe Rogan. Funny. What's it called? The Gus and Eddie podcast. I'll have to check that out. Gus and Eddie. They're great. I love. I love them. I I used to watch, um, like the I used to watch Gus Johnson. And then through their podcast, I found Eddie Burback, who makes these absolutely hilarious reaction videos. There, he's talking about like 
there's an old like anti-child kidnapping video. Do you remember right. that video with the alien kid and the watch that used to let him teleport around places? Yeah. Did the school ever show you that video? He's yeah, watching that back now as adults, and he's just roasting the entire movie how stupid the movie is. He goes, what the hell, you stupid fuck? Run away. We had this lesson last time. Yeah, I think you'd really like the guys in any podcast. It's kind of awesome. I'm trying to find a... What's his name? There's this comedian. Hold on, I think I found what I was looking for. I'm just trying to remember his name. Oh my god, I looked up the Destiny podcast and their most recent episode is literally a 9,000 Scoville um, unit gummy bear. So, have you ever heard of Nathan for You? Nathan for You? Yeah. I'm going to send you a clip. You don't have to watch it now, obviously, but... Watch this shit, dude. He's it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And this guy, he's so funny. I don't know if he's a stand up comedian or not because I've never really watched anything other than Ooh, the he's Nathan that real stuff. skinny guy on Comedy Central. Yeah, dude, he did the, the one I sent you, he did it where he's like, I'm gonna escape. Uh what is it? I'm gonna tie myself up and then as soon as I'm trying to get out. Oh, I'll yeah, have, it'll pull my pants down and expose and my... And I'll be arrested as a sexual predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, wait, what? stop, stop, stop. <laughs> He's like, I will be arrested and listed as a sexual predator. Did you see that video of the guy playing Call of Duty? And he's all like, put me on his registry, so I'm fucking these kids. He goes, the guy goes, Nate, what's something that you say while you're gaming that you could not say out in public? And he like drops down and kills like five people. And the, <laughs> and that final menu is like, put me on the registry, so I'm fucking these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was lo- I was losing. I was dying. I was crying, <laughs> laughing so hard. Oh fuck! That reminds me. So like, um, I Aziz on Ansari- t- yeah, sorry. Like, I don't think he's that funny. He's kind of annoying, but some of his stuff is funny. And he did that bit where this guy's like, he's at a concert or whatever, and the guy's like, "Hey, can you watch my kid for a minute?" And takes off, and he's gone for a long time. And he's like, "I'm not a." A molest- I'm not a child molester, but I could have fucked that kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I said that so I said that video to our TikTok boys group, but I, I'm realizing now that I send so many that like you guys miss some of them. I ain't gonna lie, they're on back order right now. Okay, I'm still uh, I guarantee up. it. I'm still Dude, catching I'll, up. Like I'll watch it from like Tuesday. <laughs> I'll, I'll wake up. I'll wake up in the morning and have like 15 minutes before I actually have to like get out of bed. So I spend 15 minutes watching. Um, <laughs> scrolling through tiktok i'm like this is funny they're gonna like this one and then i see that like it's been read by everybody but no one's reacted i know there's like one or two and they're like if they would have react if they read that they would actually reacted to that because that was so freaking great (laughs) dude that's fucking awesome that's gold right there that's fucking oh my god so good so freaking good there's um TikTok has broke my Well, it's good for a lot of things. Like I obviously wouldn't make it make any TikToks. I have one so I can watch your shit easily, so I don't have to go to the website. It just made it easier to download it. And well, um there's a lot of uh, athletic people on there that just, I very much enjoy watching. 
there's just there's this um trend going around where people show the job like a title of the job they wanted and why they never yeah. got it. And then there's this one guy in here and he's like an older dude in a green US Marine Corps t shirt and it goes bomb um diffuser and it goes why I couldn't do it. It zooms out, he's got no he's got a prosthetic arm and like he goes, I blew up. Kills <laughs> me. The one that had me dying that you sent me was when he's like, so I found my sister's vape and I took it away from her. She's having an asthma attack. <laughs> like, you don't need it. It's time to make a change. <laughs> and she died from an asthma attack? Yeah, and he's got her inhaler. Like, that's the funniest shit ever. Or the Asian dude that he drops the remote in the little foot massager and starts, like, shaking like he's electrocuting himself. The girlfriend freaks out. He shows her it's unplugged. <laughs> oh, dude. Some of the I- shit people do. There's also the also that um also that freaking little boy who's going he he runs, he jumps in the water, he hits the water, he goes, Oh god, oh god, that hurt my penis. <laughs> <laughs> His mom's crying, she can't she can't do anything about it. <laughs> oh the fucking um cow I think I said it to you, it's like it's this chick and it's like show yourself in baggy clothes and then a, a bikini and it lets you like watch her kind of do a twirl and then she jumps to where it's going to switch to her in a bikini and this fucking dude pops up and he's like hey guys this is my favorite bible it's got english letter <laughs> i was like ah. um, then there's there's one the little boy's got like there's a little boy holding this little pet mouse and he sets him on top of a little mouse he goes look he's got like a ear <laughs> mouse he goes a mouse on a mouse then he flips over puts the mouse on top of his mouse he goes Haha, look a mouse on a mouse he goes look Mouse on a book, and he puts the book on top of the mouse. He goes, huh? Mouse on a book. He goes, huh? Look, mouse on the desk. And then it zooms out to his desk. He goes, huh? Desk on a mouse. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. Have you seen those videos of like people pulling snakes out of their fucking toilets in like Florida and shit? Oh, my God. Oh, dude. I have this really weird fear, and I might have mentioned it before in the past, but like. I had an incident that happened to me when I was a kid and we were camping and I went and took a shit in one of the outhouses and there was a fucking snake in the thing. So now if I see a video about snakes or I'm like thinking about it, I will not take a shit until it clears my head. I'm a fear <laughs> of snakes being in the toilet, dude. And then like but, biting my sack. I think one of my favorite um, TikToks I sent is um, there's this lady and she goes, here's all the times I spoke. I, I snuck two guys into my house when my mom was asleep. And you remember that old VHS of the trains, of like the, for the train museum? They go, trains, yeah. trains, and more trains. trains. And, that, and she is dying. I was like, oh, my God. Trains, no trains way. More trains. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, oh, shit. There's a uh, fucking, I think I sent it to you. I can't remember, but it's a TikTok of this, like, up-and-coming uh, black comedian who was, like, talking about how he tries to be woke. And he's like, I try to be really woke, and I have woke moments. He's like, well, the other day I was Christmas shopping and I saw these little black elves. I'm like, oh, those are awesome. Being like really diverse, that's cool. But then a part of me went, bro, you can't hang these black elves on your Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, he was, he's the same guy that Chanel sent us a video of him saying like Dr. Seuss. He's like, it's not racist. The Chinese people eat with sticks. It'd be racist if they were like, and the Chinese man is such a stinker. He weaves in and out of traffic without using his blinker. The, like that um, dude was funny. There's this, there's this dude, there's this clown who goes to comic cons and is purposely like an asshole to people. Oh, and he went up this like that. really fat lady, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey, 
Um, he got a quick thing of Batman trivia for you. And she goes, okay. He goes, what's the name of Commissioner George? What is Commissioner George's first name? She goes, um, Jim. He goes, really? I didn't think you ever heard of a Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck. Well, Dude, he just hit. goes around this roast people. It's very amazing. Did you ever, uh, before we close this out, did you ever see the videos of like these dudes that dress up like scary ass clowns in Vegas? And they would fuck with people, like, follow them in an alley, or they'd meet somebody in, like, the parking garage and shit. Like, they would full-on chase them. So yeah. fucked up. Dude, it's so scary. Like, Dude, I can't they believe someone did a shot. Oh, yeah, that's how somebody gets murdered. Like, they did one where two of them are following a chick in a convenience store, and the fucking cashier clerk gets freaked out. And he goes and hides, and I'm like, that's fucked up. And they chase her with, like, a hatchet and shit. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's how you get shot. They did it to a group of uh, dudes, too, in a parking garage, like a little group of buddies, and they started whooping the shit out of the clowns. It, yeah, like, I, I was so bad that someone just freaking roundhouse kicked the dude. Fuck yeah, it would be the best. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, folks, we've hit the end of the road. That was fun as shit. I think we there may be a time soon where we'll start making these a little longer. Um, but for now... We're going to save the juicy shit for the Friday show when we get all, get all political on y'all. In the meantime, definitely check out our backlog of episodes. There's a ton of them by now. You can find them pretty much anywhere, but you can definitely find them at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, that is thegreatgirthpodcast.com. That's the homepage where me and the homie chill. Hi, I am Tony. That is my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I will see you on the Friday show. Adios.